Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. Welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I am Noah Yingling, and today. I am joined by two people in Colorado, my co-expert Kevin Henry and Rocks Pile contributor Dwayne Dupron. How are you guys today? Doing great, Noah. Yep, Noah, it is all good here in Colorado. Uh, Dwayne and I have been at the, uh, well, Dwayne has covered the entire homestand. I've been thankful for you guys uh, covering the Rockies while I've been traveling a little bit this month, but uh, Dwayne and I are finishing it out with both of us covering the uh, National Series, so... Uh, and I know we're going to talk some more about that as well as that Diamondback series coming up too. You know, in previous episodes of the podcast, we had to play where in the world was Noah Yingling. And then <laughs> this week we had to play where in the world is Kevin Henry. And then we're still going to play it this week because you're going to be in Arizona. I am. I, I have just not been on a plane enough lately. So after uh, spending, I think, uh, 84 years in Vegas, it felt like. Uh, but no, uh, <laughs> Six, six days at a meeting. Uh, now I'll be at the uh, Diamondbacks series, and then we'll be traveling to the NL wildcard game. And uh, we can talk a little bit about that as well. So uh, it'll be good. The only person that perhaps has spent more time in Vegas than you this week is Wayne Newton. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drop the reference. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> Absolutely. But before uh, we continue on with the podcast, we have a special word. From Mr. Kevin Henry. You know we do, Noah, because attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston and maybe somewhere in Ohio. Do we have a grooming problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20, that's F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D, and the number 20. For your out-of-world experience, look no further than Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the United States, but Canada, the United Kingdom, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Noah, you were asking me about this earlier, yes, even Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds as we head into the holidays and shine with Manscaped. And a big thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring our podcast and there is well i like i've said and Dwayne, you just saw it yourself there is no better ad reader than kevin henry without a question 
You know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just drawn to it. I don't know how it is, man. Much like a fastball was drawn to Brendan Rodgers' head last night in yeah. a very scary moment at Coors Field. Uh, Dwayne, you were sitting there in the press box with me, and I, I, that whole place just went silent when that happened last night. It was a, a very eerie feeling there for a, a few minutes as, uh, you know, Brendan laid on the ground there and, and uh, um, motionless for just a, you know, just for a few seconds at all, but uh, he was quickly attended to by the, uh, uh, the medical staff. And of course, uh, you know, manager Bud Black went out there as well and uh, to check on uh, Brendan's status. But uh, it was good to, to see him, uh, um, you know, uh, sit up on the ground and, and uh, even give a, just a hint of a, of a smile there and everything as he, I think he realized after he was initially, very, I'm sure, very scared about the uh, being hit and all that, uh, you know, he was uh, doing okay and, and uh, you know, uh, was then escorted off the field and everything for uh, for testing and all that. The testing ended up uh, coming up uh, uh, very positive as far as the uh, Rockets are concerned. But yes, it was very, definitely a very scary moment there early in the game. Yep, it was. And uh, Bud Black. So we're recording this on Tuesday before the Nationals and Rockies have the second game of their three game series at Coors Field. And Bud Black has said earlier today on MLB Network Radio that Brendan is fine. He uh, said that last night after the game as well. And also indicated that if Brendan showed up at the facility today and the doctor said everything looked good, that uh, it's very possible Rodgers could be back in the lineup even tonight. And that's a really good thing because Rodgers has been one of the best stories of the year for the Rockies. Um, and, and the amazing thing, Noah, is that he's hit 12 of his 15 homers on the road this season. Uh, so, you know, this is a guy that he's had, he's found success this year, and it's not because of the bleeps and bloops of Coors Field but he's actually showcasing his power at sea level all over the place. And you would think by you saying the amount of homers on the road compared to Coors, most people would say that's got to be a mistake. I mean, your, your stats aren't right. You look back at your stats. Nope. That's, no. That's how it is. And it's part of it is probably because he's used to playing at sea level. Being from Florida, I mean, the highest point in Florida is like, what, 200 feet <laughs> above sea level, something like that. It might, honestly, it might be 300 feet. Um, so he's used to playing at that level, not to mention, too, particularly recently, like the, uh, the Rockies they played in, in Atlanta. So he, I believe he had some family there because... Proximity to Florida, obviously, is fairly close. Um, so that that might help him some, too, on the road as well. But And we've discussed this, too. He's really established himself at the major league level. And that's, that's one thing that has definitely been established this year is, okay, there's some guys that need to establish themselves, whether it's Ryan McMahon, Brendan Rodgers, Tapia, Hampson, Daza. Uh, some of them have established themselves, like Rogers. Uh, I would say Ryan McMahon has pretty well done it this year, too. And then there's some guys who have not. But that's at least going forward. Perhaps if you do l- lose Trevor Story, yep. you do have Brendan Rogers there to still produce offensively. But the thing is, and Bud Black talked about this, they're lacking in power. 
They're lacking in power and also, too, just in general on the season. Brendan Rodgers is really the only guy who's played well on the road. Trevor Story's hitting somewhere around 200 yep. on the road. Yeah. CJ Crone, even though he has a 277 average and 370 on base for the season, he's not hitting particularly well on the road. Almost all of that is at Coors Field. So that's something where, like, okay, you he's been one of the Rockies' best offensive players, but on the road, for example, like he's hitting 226, 327 on base still, but of his homers and RBIs, he has 19 at home, 19 homers, nine on the road. He has 67 RBIs at Coors in 67 games, mind you. But in 70 games on the road, he has 22 RBI. Yeah, and let me hop in on a couple things you just said there. So Trevor Story this season hit 206 on the road, but also has 13 homers, which is the most that the Rockies have of anybody away from Coors Field. So what a weird year for Story and Rogers to go back-to-back, one-two, as far as your road power. Well, that just shows how C.J. Crone has taken advantage of Coors uh, this year. And, you know, one thing to know about story is that, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this after the break, but story on this homestand so far uh, against the Dodgers, Giants, and now Nationals is four for 24 with just one RBI. And for a guy who is going into an offseason where none of us know what it's going to hold, this is, I think, more important than ever. Dwayne, you know, and jump in here, but I think it's more important than ever that Story finishes the season extremely strong. Yes, I think that, uh, you know, just with the, um, the way his play has been here towards the the latter part of the season and everything, uh, you know, going into the offseason and, and all the uncertainty there is and everything, uh, I think it's, you know, really important that, uh, you know, Trevor's able to just, just step his game up and, uh, um, you know, offensively as well as defensively too, uh, uh, but uh, his offensive numbers uh, certainly have not been what uh, I know he would like them to have been. And he's had uh, you know, some issues with the plate, making contact uh, with uh, strikeouts. He had a, a three strikeout uh, game here just a couple of nights ago. And also uh, it's really been a, a, you know, not a good uh, stretch run for him at this point. Uh, certainly uh, five games yet to go in the season. So a uh, chance to, uh, to finish the season strongly there, but uh, uh, definitely not you know, what uh, Trevor had hoped as he uh, wraps up this season. So we're going to talk a little bit about my story after the break. Uh, Dwayne wrote a great article this morning for Rockspile looking at some of the things still the Rockies have to play for yet this season. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a moment. But I'll, I'll throw out a trivia question to you guys. And if you've already seen the game notes, then you may know the answer, uh, courtesy of Corey and the great uh, PR staff there at the Rockies. So we talked about Brennan Rogers and his success away from Coors. He also has a four or had, I should say, a 14 game hitting home hitting streak this year, which was tied for the longest home hitting streak by any Rockies player this year. Would you care to guess who tied uh, Brennan Rogers with a 14 game home hitting streak? Um, I'm going to go with an off the wall one. Okay. And I, I don't think it's necessarily correct, but he has uh, hit well this year. So I will say Elias Diaz. Ooh, I'm sorry. Incorrect. Dwayne, do you have an answer? So I would say 
Ryan McMahon? Well, I, I, I love you both as humans, but uh, you're wrong. I hate to tell you. So the answer. We're bad people. You are bad people. The answer, of course, is Jonathan Daza. Gosh. Should have gotten that. How about that? Jonathan Daza during that incredible hot June streak that he had at a 14-game home winning streak as well. So we will have this and so much more to talk about after the break. Uh, we're going to dive into these last five games of the Rocky season, maybe six if they have to go to Atlanta for a game. We'll find out. Uh, but we're going to talk about that more after the break here on the Rocks File, Rockies Report. And we are back here on the Rocks File, Rockies Report. Kevin Henry joined by my good friends, Dwayne DePron and Noah Yingling. Uh, gentlemen, let's talk about some things that there are still to watch in these final five slash six games. And again, the slash is because the Rockies were rained out in Atlanta, the final game of their series against the Braves. And if the Braves and Phillies are within one game of each other for the National League East, it is very possible that the Rockies will have to travel to Atlanta to play a makeup game on Monday afternoon to determine or help determine, I should say, the National League East winner. But Dwayne, I know we were talking about Trevor's story a little bit before the break, and you found some interesting stats about what could happen for story, depending on what happens with him the rest of the year. Yes, uh, yeah, Trevor lacks uh, one stolen base uh, to uh, register his uh, third season with uh, 20 stolen bases and uh, 20 home runs. And uh, if he's uh, to accomplish that uh, feat, he would become the uh, seventh uh, player in uh, MLB history to amass 150 home runs and 100 stolen bases in the first six seasons of his career. And the uh, list that he would join would include players such as Willie Mays, Bobby Bonds, Daryl Strawberry, Andrew Jones, Ryan Braun, and Mike Trout. It's not a bad list. It's a pretty good list oh, to be in. My, a- my, my. <laughs> How about that? So he needs one stolen base to make that That's list. That's correct. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so I'm keeping my eye on the base pass. I'm just going to tell you that. Another good reason for his offense to pick up where he can uh, get on base <laughs> to get that stolen base. <laughs> Absolutely. So – and throw out one more little interesting tidbit that we need to watch over these final five slash six games here, Dwayne. And then uh, I'm going to ask Noah a question. Well, one, uh, one mark uh, team-wise is that, uh, that the uh, uh, Rockies can strive for. We already know that, uh, of course, the, the Rocks are out of a playoff contention. They've already assured themselves of a losing season. But uh, at this point, they still have an opportunity to avoid a 90-loss season. And if uh, they could pick up just one victory in their final uh, five games, not counting the potential of the uh, Atlanta makeup game, uh, they could do uh, no worse than uh, 89 setbacks. So they'd have a season with uh, uh, and not have a, a 90 loss season. So uh, that's, that's certainly something to shoot for. I think, you know, it's yeah. always nice to be able to say that you uh, didn't lose uh, 90 uh, games in a season. So, Noah, that's funny because that was the one I was going to ask. I didn't know that Dwayne was going to pick that. And Dwayne said in his article this morning, which you can see on Rock's pile, that there's a psychological difference between 89 and 90, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so what? how important is it, do you think, that they avoid 90 losses? I think it's extremely important because, like you said, that psychological thing of, okay, we're – we're somewhere in the 90 loss area. Okay, we have to address 
all of these different issues. But if you're somewhere in the mid to high 80s, you're like, okay, we we obviously still have some issues, but it going to the off season, it's a little bit better outlook than we're a 90 loss team again. Agreed. And yeah. considering last year, I mean, obviously they weren't a 90 loss team because they only played 60 games, but they were equivalent to a 90 loss team. So yeah. moving forward, okay, we, we have at least progressed some. Now we need to progress more. That will be the outlook that they will have most likely as long as they don't lose 90 games. And, and as silly as it sounds, I think these next two games, at least in my mind, are really important because this is a team that if you think back to August, we were like, oh, this team can't lose a course field. They were just doing everything right. And obviously, since the calendar turned to September, this team can't win a course field. Uh, you know, two sweeps by the Giants in this month at in Denver. And now the Nats come in. And, and granted, it was a one-run win, but still, I – Dwayne and I were talking as we left last night. It looked like a flat Rockies team. It, it did. I mean, to me, they uh, very listless there early in the game. I only had they only had a couple hits for the first uh, uh, four or five innings, and then uh, they came alive in the uh, the sixth inning when they got the uh, uh, three and double from McMahon and all, and then finished it strong at the bottom of the ninth uh, with Crone uh, getting uh, that RBI double and uh, bringing McMahon up with the uh, the tying run on base and all. But uh, just um, you know, uh, you know, Washington took the uh, the onus right off the bat and and uh, took the lead early and and held it and uh, um, that run that was uh, given up there in the top of the ninth inning uh, uh, by the Rockies bullpen ended up being a, a huge run. It did. And also too, with the Rockies not winning at home right now, the Rockies in the month of September have a record of eleven and thirteen. The last time they had a losing record in a month was May. Mm-hmm. And here's a, a note on the uh, uh, Rockies play at, at home this year. Back on August 21st, if you remember back, uh, uh, it was during the uh, Arizona series, and it was uh, just following a, a walk-off win that the uh, Rockies had had. Uh, Colorado's record at that point at home was 43-21 and 21 for uh, a winning percentage of uh, 6-7-2. Well, since that time... The Rockies have won just three of their last 15 home games to fall to a 46 and 33, which is a 582 winning percentage. And by losing last night's game against uh, Washington, they uh, there's now no chance now for the Rockies in their final, but even if they won their final two home games, to finish above 600 for a winning percentage for the home season uh, uh, after having such a great start to the year and and looking like they're almost unbeatable at home. And now they're going to finish with a uh, winning percentage under 600 for the season at Coors Field. Yeah, Dwayne and I were talking on the way uh, the drive back last night after the game about how that September's just seen such a flip in the Rockies. You know, we, we've talked so much on this podcast about the road Rockies not being able to do anything right. And uh, the road Rockies have now become the strength of the team. Uh, so go figure. But I will say if the Rockies, certainly they still have three in Arizona, there's no – dare I say anything to play for record wise other than avoiding the 90 losses, uh, you know, but there's a better draft pick possibly. 
Possibly. Mm -hmm. You know, Arizona's locked in fifth. Colorado's locked in fourth. They're not going to catch the Padres. It's just not going to happen. So, but you, you know. never know. It's, it's, it's the Padres. Well, because and no, and no, the just Padres. Think, I wouldn't have said this in June. The Padres are a bad baseball team. You know, I think Noah Yingling wrote an article on Rocks Pile about are the Rockies better than the Padres? Yes, he did. Oh, really? Well, my, my, my. If I saw that headline coming from <laughs> check that out. But, it, but I, and, and as we mentioned, I'm going to head down to Arizona for the final series. And I, I think it's going to be really interesting. How do these teams play these last three games? And what kind of scoreboard watching is there going to be? if the Rockies do have to pack up and head to Atlanta uh, after that game, because it will be a travel day, uh, just like a normal series. And if, if you are a fan of chaos, you hope the Rockies have to go to Atlanta because then that's going to completely throw off the per, per, perhaps the playoff picture. Um, because the thing is, if the Braves and Phillies, whoever doesn't win isn't in the, in the postseason. Right. So it, it would be much more chaos if the other team got the wild card, because then they might have to postpone the wild card because the wild card games are going to be on Tuesday and Wednesday. So for just for traveling all that, MLB really wants a day off on Monday, just oh, so yeah. the teams can travel to the different places right. and all that. But who knows? And I mean, who knows in the American League? Realistically, there could be a five-way tie. The chance of that happening is about one in a million. But at least in my view, it would just be an absolute tragedy if the Seattle Mariners and Toronto Blue Jays got it. Yeah. Because that means the Yankees and Red Sox would be out. And... Red Sox fans and Yankees fans, there's no, there is no fan base, or no two fan bases that deserve not to be in the postseason than the Red Sox and Yankees. At least in my opinion, the Dodgers are a close third, but yeah. they're they're in. So they're a better team than the Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah, and a so, month ago, if, yeah. yeah, a month ago, if we had said yes, the Cardinals are going to be the second wild card, easy. And the Mariners are still going to be fighting for the second wild card. I think we all would have looked like, what are you talking about? But, uh, but you know, Kevin, that's baseball. I, I have heard a certain manager utter those words a time or two. By the name of Harry Ralston. Exactly. Bud Black. <laughs> uh, now, there, there's plenty to watch these final five games. And I know a lot of Rockies fans have tuned out. I know a lot of Rockies fans are going, they don't matter. They, they still do because, mm -hmm. no, as you alluded to, it's going to determine the final draft order, which, yes, that is a big thing. Let's be perfectly honest. It is. And, Dwayne, as you mentioned, I think psychologically it's important, you know, that uh, this team avoids 90 losses somehow. It's just the idea, just the thought of, of saying that you're a 90 loss team, uh, you know, uh, carries with it, uh, you know, a weight and everything that, uh, um, We'll just stick with you over the course of the uh, the off season and uh, and leading into next year and all. So it's a uh, um, it's psychological, yes, but it's it still carries it still has an effect. And uh, you know, there's one victory in the last five games could uh, could avoid that, and and yeah. we could be talking more positive things uh, during the off season. And and I'm going to throw out just one more 
possibility of chaos, as you mentioned, Noah. Uh, so Herman Marquez last night in his postgame presser was saying, you know, hey, it's been a good season. He said it was his last start, all this good stuff. Should the Rockies have to play in Atlanta on Monday, it may not be his last start of the year. Yeah. So, you know, there's another little thing that uh, that may be a little mentality that would have to gear back up as well if in your mind you've shut down for the season. Well, and realistically, too, if they do keep everybody on regular rests, then he would either be starting Saturday or Sunday in Arizona. Yeah. He, he confirmed last night that he was not, and Bud did not tip his hand on who the three would be starting in uh, Arizona. So we'll find out whenever we get to Phoenix, I think. By the way, on that, uh, for that series, too, all three games are different times. Of course they are. They are 740 Central, 610 Central, and or Central, Mountain. Uh, why am I saying Central? <laughs> 740 Mountain, 610 Mountain, and 110 Mountain. Mm-hmm. And so the, rumors, the rumor is that the uh, roof may be open. Well, I mean, if it's not 140 million degrees there, <laughs> it, it's, it, it should be open if it's like it less than, if it's less than 100, which uh, it's probably not going to be, but. That's Arizona for you. I would not mind being in Chase Field with the roof open. I have to be honest with you. I hear it has a little more ambiance uh, when the roof is open as opposed to closed. Well, also, it's not going to have much ambiance because I don't think many people are going to be there. It's not like the Diamondbacks are the uh, world-ravishing team. And in the weather report brought to you by RocksPile.com for Phoenix this weekend, 88, 90, and 91 for highs. Well... Mm -hmm. Oh, that's how about that. Those are uh, November like temperatures there as opposed to like, September. Well, it's like, for example, when I was in uh, Kansas City in in late August, it was 100 degrees and people were like, oh, this is cool. Like, it, it, it's it's really not. It's but uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, gentlemen, there's plenty to watch. Uh, I know we're going to be, as we always say, Fresh content every day on rockspile.com. So make sure you check us out. And you know what, Noah, Dwayne, that's even going to happen in the off season every stinking day. So just get ready for it. And we'll have podcasts at least once a week. Uh, sure. Let's say that. Why not? So a lot of contents, both, both audio as well as uh, oh, print. So we're, I mean, we're online. On. So, yeah. And we so, say one article a day on the site, which we always do that, but we always have at least 50 articles a month. On the yep. site. Mm-hmm. So if my math serves, that's sometimes more than one a day. That is almost two a day. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, folks. Because we are math majors here, and we know how to math. <laughs> we know how to math, baby. Uh, well, it has, uh, it's been a good episode. Noah, Dwayne, thank you both for your time and expertise, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. And until next time, as always, we're going to end it by saying... Go Rockies.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.